speaking of a guy who usually has the best seats at every fight. Sure. There's no question about that. Yeah. And as our good friend, the International Boxing Hall of Famer himself, Al Bernstein, joins us now. Showtime Championship Boxing. Al, what's going on, my friend? Oh, not too much. Excited for this weekend of boxing, like everyone else. Excited for the night. Yeah. All the great stuff that's uh, going on in sports right now so yeah this uh, this should be a lot of fun this weekend and, and what's so good for you alice uh, and i know you you get to enjoy it and, and, and watch it from home probably too right you don't have to work yeah it. you know it's it is fun sometimes when you're not doing the, these big fights because you do get to be a fan and and just enjoy what's going to go on you know and uh and i'm very you know i'm very excited about this i think this will be a really in, i'm I'm, I'm intrigued by this fight. You know, this is one of those ones that I think everybody looked at and said, hmm, this is intriguing. What, you know, what's going to go on? Will the aging veteran, uh, who is still very, very good, be able to beat the young guy who has some physical advantages and all the rest of it? And, uh, so it's a unique fight. All right. We'll get into that here in a minute. But before we do that, Al, I want to go back to last Saturday night, which you were on the call there for Showtime Championship Boxing at another one of my uh, favorite venues, a smaller venue there at the Chelsea inside the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, very good there. Uh, Rolando Romero and Ishmael uh, uh, Barrasso. I mean, holy moly, what a crazy ending this was. And uh, we were all set to to go back and, and, and replay the last uh, 30 seconds with, with your call. And uh, I, I believe that your call was, uh, uh, oh, my, you know, there at the end because you were kind of shocked <laughs> at what happened as uh, Rolando Romero got a, I don't want to say a gift victory, but he got a victory due to uh, Tony Weeks, a guy who I really like uh, as a referee and even as a friend, but, I feel that Tony Weeks, I think a lot of people feel that uh, he blew this one, stopping the fight prematurely. And uh, give me your thoughts, Al, as you sat there at ringside in round number nine at a very competitive fight and thinking, okay, we got three more rounds of this, and we're not sure exactly which way it's going to go. But what, uh, you know, um, you know, Barrasso was, was winning the fight on all three judges' scorecards, and then, and then Romero gets this crazy victory. Yeah, I channeled my inner Dick Enberg with the oh my. Right, right. right. Uh, <laughs> um, look, it, it, here, the, here's the interesting thing about that evening, in my opinion. In our first fight, we had Batir Akhmedov and Kenneth Sims Jr. in a fight of the year candidate, right? It was so good, and it typified the 140-pound division, which I think is one of the deepest or maybe the deepest in boxing. Now we move on to another fight that's okay, and now we get into the main event. Uh, a, a fight that was, let's be honest, you know, had... It was almost, oh, my God, there was like a, a black cloud over this to begin with because Alberto Pueyo was supposed to fight Romero. Uh, he tested positive for drugs. Many people believed Romero didn't belong in a 140-pound championship fight to begin with because he lost to Davis, and it was his first fight at 140. So he had all that looming over it, and then because he was next in line, here comes Ismael Barroso, who's 40 years old. Three years ago, he was a terrific fighter, okay? I don't know how he was from that point to this fight because... We really couldn't find hardly any video of him. Okay. Now the fight starts. He knocks down uh, Romero, and 
everybody, it's, a, it, it's not an action fight, but it's a unique, interesting fight because we're wondering whose power is going to emerge at any given moment, especially after the Broso knockdown. And now we're moving forward, and as we later found out, which we thought might be the case, Broso was ahead on everyone's scorecards. Ninth round, Broso gets hurt by a left hook, goes down, it's called a knockdown by Tony Leakes, replays demonstrate pretty clearly that it wasn't the punch to put him down, even though he was hurt. It was a push. So you have that controversy going on. Then as the round moves on, he gets Barroso in the corner. He doesn't really land anything. And uh, Speaking of Romero, and Tony Weeks inexplicably jumps in to stop the fight. Um, on the on the, on the uh, list of bad stoppages, I would say that one's high on my list of all time. And, you know, we've talked about other uh, referees, and you know, we there are good referees, and there are not so, so good referees in the right. sport of boxing. I really haven't seen anything like this that I can remember with Tony Weeks. Uh, have you? I mean, I was a little bit shocked. Yeah, this is Tony Weeks. A distinguished career, and, uh, uh, you know, for what it's worth, he was the, the referee in the um, uh, fight between David Morrell and uh, your Sibley that we had on Showtime Boxing, which your this was just some months ago, which your yeah. Sibley ended up, uh, there was not, this was no fault of Tony Weeks. He ended up being in, uh, put in an induced coma. Uh, he, he and luckily survived, and he's doing okay now. Uh, did that enter, enter into his decision to stop this fight so quickly? Did Barroso's age of 40 figure in? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to any of those questions. And sadly, the, neither the commission nor Tony Weeks have spoken about this to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. So we would like to hear from them. Yeah. Is there anything that we can do to not have these type of stoppages? Uh, you know, I don't know what if there's anything anybody can do with aside, you know, with the commission or anything else. It's just it's just so unfortunate because not only can it change the decision of a fight, but it could change you know future earnings of fighters, careers. Oh my God, yeah. You know, there, there there's so many things, and again, just to think that okay, I mean. These guys train so hard. A lot of money's being spent, not only with uh, you know fans coming to this, but with you know broadcasting rights and everything. And then uh, somebody can make a judgmental decision and could change the course of, of of all of this, this history. I don't know. I, it, it's something that's always been there with boxing. You just hope it never happens. And sometimes this is why the sport kind of gets a little bit of a black eye when you go through something like this. Anything in your experience, in your mind, that says or ideas that, like, hey, how can you curtail this? Well, we've had a, you know, we've had a, another recent example was uh, uh against. Um, Gary Antoine Russell recently, uh, Shada Murdoch was the referee, and his stoppage was ridiculously premature. Of course, uh, the flip side of this is that referees and officials will say they err on the side of caution to protect fighters, and uh, that's understandable. Uh, and we've had, of course, the reverse, where fights weren't stopped, and they should have been. Uh, it's a matter of good training and of, and of referees being fair. Uh, I'm just going to say that. You know, they, they, they need to be fair. They need to be unbiased. 
they need to be, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they need to, to just adjudicate, uh, fairly. That's what it boils down to. And I don't know how you, you train them and you try to make them do that and you hope that they do it. I, I don't know, you know, it's like I wish there was a, a, a silver bullet to fix this. All right. But it was a very distressing, and you know, it was one of those perfect storms of, uh, of uh, on uh, Saturday night, a perfect storm of events. Listen, if Alberto Pueo doesn't uh, test positive for performance-enhancing drugs, we probably don't have this argument or this discussion, uh, because to be perfectly candid, uh, it's possible Alberto Pueo takes care of matters in his own hands in the ring, and we don't have to worry about this, you know. Right. But uh, meanwhile, it's, uh, you know, we're here. All right. Al Bernstein uh, joins us, uh, talking about last uh, weekend's fight. That, uh, he was on the call there uh, at the Cosmopolitan, the Chelsea. Uh, let's talk about uh, Lomachenko and Haney. Really looking forward to this. John John Murray joins us, the executive director of the Sportsbook here. And John, Devin Haney is a $3 favorite here at the Superbook. You like Vasily Lomachenko plus 240. We expect this thing to, to go the distance. And uh, the total on this is 11.5 and a shaded big. Big time, um, you know, uh, towards the under uh, in in this one, or actually the over in this one at minus five fifty. But let's talk about both of these fighters, and then from a betting perspective, what kind of action are you guys taking so on this fight so far? It's been good. A lot of parlays going to Devin Haney. A lot of the sharp guys are on Lomachenko. So even though the price is going up a little bit, we saw sharp guys take plus 220 on Loma. There's just so much public money on Haney, and we know there's going to be more parlays going to Haney all weekend. We've pushed the the price up a little bit. I expect the fight to go the distance. Question for me is can Loma close that gap? Haney's got that reach advantage. Haney is quick, but Loma, the crafty veteran, he's not exactly a slowpoke himself. Who will the judges favor in some of these closer rounds may decide the fight? I think I think it's the best fight we've had out here in a long time. Yeah. I, I'm more excited for this one than I was for Gervonta and Garcia. Yeah. I think this is a much more even fight. I can't remember the last time I was this, this excited to go yeah. to a fight in Vegas. I agree with you wholeheartedly, and uh, I've loved watching Lomachenko fight. Uh, you know, ever since Bobby Arum signed him, and we've had a lot of Lomachenko fights here in Las Vegas. Uh, one of my favorite guys to watch, and just you know, Al, we go back to three years ago, Lomachenko. We were talking about him as the pound for pound king, or or one of the top guys. Then he had that loss to Teofimo Lopez, and then you know, since he's kind of you know gone under the radar, which is kind of strange. I understand he's 35, but give us your thoughts about the Lomachenko that we see right now. We've had a couple of nice wins since then against good fighters, but not A-level fighters, maybe B-level, B-plus level fighters, good fighters, but not, you know, uh, signature matches. And, you know, there's there's a couple of factors here. One, uh, Vasily Lomachenko at the end of the day at 130 pounds is very, very, very hard to beat. And people might say, well, what difference does that five pounds to make up to 135? It does make a difference, and you're fighting bigger men. And, and the age factor and the fact that he's up at that weight, plus the fact that Haney is, you know, the normal, more, more pure lightweight, so he's going to rehydrate. Uh, and they had that weigh in early at 9 o'clock this morning, which favors Haney. Right. Uh, he'll be able to rehydrate even, to be even bigger. 
um, the height and reach obviously is a big advantage. So having said all that, what does Vasily Lomachenko have to do? He needs to get on the inside where he is capable of reeling off great combinations. Good pressure bothers Devin Haney. You know, he's, you know, Kambosis wasn't able to do it. Lomachenko's a better fighter than Kambosis. Uh, uh, Lenares had a hard time doing it when he fought Haney. He did finally hurt him later in the fight. You can make the case of Vasily Lomachenko from a skill standpoint. is probably the best fighter that Haney has ever fought. But because of those other advantages and because of the fact that Haney has gotten better and better as a fighter, that's why I think Haney ends up being the favorite in this fight. And it's going to be intriguing to see uh, whether Lomachenko can come up with that one final fantastic effort and overcome all these things we're talking about. So here's the big question now. Can Lomachenko get inside? Because you're spot on with your analysis. I mean, he can do some major damage advantage Lomachenko if he can get inside, especially against Haney. Like you said, doesn't handle that type of pressure well. However, Haney's the bigger guy. He's one inch taller and probably more importantly a six inch reach advantage in this fight. So how much of a factor is the size of Haney in this fight? That's big. It's a very important uh, factor. You know, I think it's, it's, it's that plus his youth gives him a big edge in this fight. Uh, and, you know, it, he's good at it, too. That's another thing. You know, Devin Haney is, is, is a good boxer-puncher. He's uh, really a boxer, to, to be honest. You know, uh, he, at this point, he, he's not necessarily a boxer-puncher because he doesn't really uh, awe you with, with the punching power. But he, he's good at, at controlling the geography of a ring. And uh, that's part of what makes him excellent. And he's gotten better and better at it in the last couple of years. So, yes, it's a daunting task for Lomachenko. He had a hard time against Tiafimo Lopez doing it. But when he started doing it in the second part of that fight, and, of course, we remember he did have an injury to his shoulder. Right. Now, that's another important factor. Lomachenko is really healthy for the first time in a while, like fully healthy. So... We'll see if that helps him. But, yes, he's got to jab his way in, and he's got a good jab, and, and use his footwork, which is very good. Uh, use his footwork to get himself on the inside. And then here's the other thing. Devin Haney, here's where the referee's going to come into play. We're back to the referee. Yeah. Haney holds a lot. He, he will hold once you get in there. Will the referee uh, caution him and then take points away? If he holds too much, the Lomachenko uh, folks have already registered their warning, if you will, to uh, the commission and, and, and everybody about, you know, holding. To be honest, I forgot who the referee is for this fight. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because we were, I was talking, uh, Stitch Duran was in the studio yesterday, and we were talking about that. It said the exact same thing, that the referee is going to be a, a huge part on who that is. And I said, well, one thing that we know, it's not going to be Tony Weeks. <laughs> we know yeah, now, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming uh, it's not, uh, 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 also not uh, Bayless, who uh, also is a referee that allows a lot of holding. So we'll, right. we'll you, find we, out about that, too. And, and, and it's funny because I'm, I'm looking this up to see because, like I said, did not get a chance to go to the weigh-in uh, this morning and looking it up to see. Um, who is 
uh, the referee, and we'll get try to get this information uh, because that already has been determined. But a lot of times the the commission does not uh, give us that in- information. But um, I think we were kind of anticipating for a big fight like this. I mean, Kenny Bayless usually gets those big time assignments, but it. Uh, Looks like it is going to be uh, Harvey Dock is getting the assignment here, Al. What do you know about Harvey Dock? Excellent, excellent, excellent choice. He is uh, he's an excellent referee. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So yeah, Harvey Harvey is uh, I think an excellent choice here, and and will likely and I think will likely be aware of all these things. Good. And you know, it's it's we saw uh, you know we saw in the kettle plant the Benavides fight some holding that. You know, affected things. So, um, there's a lot. I think we got a lot of. The one thing that makes this interesting is, and look in this discussion, a lot of storylines to talk about. Yep. Lots of storylines. Al Pernstein joins us. John Murray as well here. And Marco D'Angelo here at the, uh, the Superbook. John, I'm going to uh, get your talk, uh, take on this because, again, I know. Uh, how much you you love this sport and go to a lot of the fights and you're kind of like me you're a Lomachenko fan because yeah. we've seen him over the years and I'm hoping that we see the best of Lomachenko. My concern here, guys, is this: is that we saw Lomachenko lose the fight to Lopez because he didn't hit the gas. And I think Al, you hit the nail on the head because he had that that shoulder injury that was huge. Don't you think that Lomachenko has got to learn from that and he's he's got to go ahead and win these early rounds or as many as he can or at least just, you know, not be non-competitive like he was against Lopez because he won like the last five rounds against Lopez. But how imperative is it for him to to get off to a quick start? He was fighting Lopez as if he was sure he was going to knock him out. Yeah. Just giving giving away those rounds at the beginning of that fight. It was weird. It was very strange watching that. He's not going to be able to get away with that tomorrow. I consider Haney to be much better than Lopez. He's not going to be able to give away any of those rounds to Haney. He's going to need to hit, hit the gas, like you said, right away. I agree with Al. I think it was probably an injury thing. And if Lomachenko is fully healthy, I give him a real shot in this fight. Yeah. I think the price is too high. It's being bet that way. Our sharp players are taking the dog. Yeah, I agree. And and I it, that's the way we're seeing this fight get bet. This fight is getting bet as if this is more like a pick'em type fight. Mm-hmm. I think that there's value when you start talking about being able to bet on the dog here, plus 240, plus 250. That's a pretty big number for a guy of Lomachenko's pedigree. I think he's got a shot tomorrow. We'll see what the judges think because I do think this is going to go to decision. Mm-hmm. TC and I yeah. talked about this before we went on the air. All I know is that Haney is leaving top rank, yep. and I know that Lomachenko is Bob Arum's guy. I'm not saying anything else, <laughs> but it's something that uh, that I've considered when evaluating this fight. All right. Al, thought, thoughts on that and yeah, uh, the matchup? Huh? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I said, so j- just the other key elements uh, to this fight, and uh, how much chance do you give Lomachenko? You know, I think that was well put. You know, uh, uh, Lomachenko, it, he's got a chance in this fight. There's no question about that. Um, he, he has all these drawbacks that we've talked about, things that aren't in his favor. The other thing we have to consider is that this is, he said it's his last chance to win a unified title. Now, maybe not his last chance to fight in a meaningful fight, but <clears throat> he, so he's going to give an effort that is his best. Uh, there's no question about that. Devin Haney is evolving into a terrific fighter. Now, you know, 
the allusion to the things outside the ring, business issues and other things. Here's the flip side of those. Those things can have an effect on fighters and how they react to things and how they do. We sure love to believe that it would have no bearing on anything related to scoring, but, you know, understandably, uh, people worry about those things. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be intriguing, and 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 it will be intriguing. Which man can be busy enough so that you know they can impress the judges? But yeah, the the question of how it's refereed and how it's judged could have a big big impact on this fight. Uh, we'll have to see. Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko for the lightweight championship tomorrow night at the MGM Grand Garden Arena is uh, going to be great. And like John said, been looking forward to this one uh, for a long time. And you and I talk a, a, a lot about this, Al, that you know we have been getting a lot of uh, great fights back here in Vegas, and it took a while after the pandemic and everything. But uh, you know, we just yes. saw the Tank Davis Rang Garcia fight, and you know that was hyped up a lot. It was a sellout crowd at T-Mobile Arena. Maybe wasn't the the, the best of fights, but uh, this one definitely uh, has the hype, and I think will deliver on on all aspects. Here, I want to uh, ask you this: you know, we got a lot of great fighters, as we know in that, you know, 135 range and even include, you know, 140. We do see guys that go up from 135 to 140. How do you rank Haney and Lomachenko in with Davis and Garcia and maybe even throw Josh Taylor in there into the six or seven fighters that are are are, are the top of their game here in these two weight classes? Well, you know, I think the 135 and 140 very distinctly different at this juncture. Uh, you know, uh, I don't think Haney and, uh, well, Lomachenko for sure doesn't figure into 140. Haney could yeah. eventually in life uh, with his frame. Um, but, well, you know. Maybe Haney this, Al, include some of the, maybe the 130 guys that can come yeah, up to 135. Yeah, 130. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Haney and Lomachenko are right there. You know, we have Davis and we have. Uh, you know, a number of other fighters that are, that are very good. Uh, you know, uh, Itzhak Cruz, you could name a whole bunch of them. The 140 pound division is filled with great fighters. I mean, 140, I could name, I could reel off 12 people. Uh, Subriel Matias, Alberto Pueyo, even though he tested positive. Uh, you know, uh, Taylor, uh, now Lopez in that division, uh, you know, Catterall, I could just reel off, you know, uh, Gary Antoine Russell, I could reel off 15, 20 people that are really good that could fight each other. Um, 135 is a more select group of several fighters, five or six fighters that are near the top of the division that are really, really good. And there are good fights at 135 still. Obviously, we'd love to see Davis in there against the Haney. And, of course, I left Shakur Stevenson off that, right. which is criminal for me to do that, uh, uh, slip of the tongue. He's, he is tremendous. And we, Stevenson, Davis, and Haney are certainly considered the top of that 135-pound division right now. Uh, and it's up to Lomachenko to prove that he's in that list. And guys below them, I mentioned Isaac Cruz, who's actually had a chance to fight Stevenson, kind of passed on it. So, uh, you know, they're, those three are up there at the top, and that's where Lomachenko is hoping he can still be named in that group. All right. Al, before we let you go, since you are not on the call uh, on this fight, uh, I will ask you for a prediction. What do you think happens, and how does the fight play out tomorrow night? 
that's a tricky one. You know, I believe Lomachenko has a chance to win this fight. I just think it's going to be difficult. And so if I had to make a prediction, I'd probably go the safe way and say uh, Haney would win by decision. But I certainly don't think that's a, it's a given. And, uh, and, and I think Lomachenko has an opportunity, and I think he will find a way to make some anxious moments for, uh, for Devin Haney. But I think Haney is likely to, uh, to end up with the decision win. Maybe, maybe the safer bet is that uh, Al Bernstein uh, performing at the Tuscany uh, in, in a knockout performance, right? That's a much easier prediction. Well, I would hope that's the case. And, and by the way, I am working on uh, that. Should the Spence uh, uh, Crawford? Crawford fight be made, which we've all got our fingers crossed still, yeah. uh, uh, Definitely, definitely. I will have a show before that fight. There you go, my friend. All right. Uh, the the voice himself, Al Bernstein, whether it's uh, with a headset on at ringside <laughs> or with the microphone singing the Great American Songbook and uh, other requests that we love throwing at him. Uh, appreciate you, my friend, as always. Uh, in- thank you very much. I'm sorry I couldn't join you in person today. No. Hey, you know what, Al? We're going to get you down here, okay? When, we, when you get down. I know. i got to come down. I love the Westgate. Yeah. Great place. And, and we got great food here, too, Al. So let, let, let's take Take advantage of that. I will definitely be down there. I promise. <laughs> take care, my man. Appreciate you. All right, take care. There he is, Al Bernstein, definitely one of the best international boxing Hall of Famer.